I have. In fact, I've seen, um, I, I am assuming it's the same group, but I've seen Amici's group yeah, um, in yeah. Houston. Came for us one time. Yeah. You've seen us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Amici's group. Well, she, uh, I mean, you know, that, but that's pretty legit, though. You know, you <laughs> that's, most, that's the most legit description of us in, in, in ever. So, you know, Amici's improv group. <laughs> yeah, it's Amici's group. Right. It's Amici and the players. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Before we were can't tell us nothing. We were Amici's improv group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we rode in the back of a van, and he had a whip, and like there were no seats in the back, and he would just drive. And Damn. sometimes you get a bump. Like if he didn't perform well, he'd go down bumpy roads, and we suffered. Oh man. <laughs> with some uh, with some uh, appeals to the um, uh. uh you know, labor board and and other um, people who OSHA. Yeah, OSHA. yeah, we got it. You know, we were able to come up and be regular humans just like him. <laughs> yeah. Lawsuits. Yeah, no, no hard feelings about all that, right, Amici? No, uh, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he sounds bitter. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. Ow. Ow. <laughs> uh, Can't Tell Us Nothing is a Houston-based improv group. Uh, it's a foursome. It's a force to be reckoned with. And it contains John. Hey. Amici. Hey. Tandy. And myself, Antoine. And what is the show? What is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show? What we do is we take opinions, topics, discussions, turn it into improv scenes on the spot, jump back into the discussion. Sometimes we're joined by a special guest. Today is one of those days, and to introduce our special guest, Amici, take it away. Um, yes, uh, today's special guest is uh, an old friend of mine. Um, who uh, just uh, recently released her debut novel. Um, her name is Jenny McFarland. Hey, everybody. Yeah. yeah, so my novel's title is The House of Deep Water, and it is out uh, everywhere now. I'm listening to the audiobook at the moment, and it's, it's good. They did a good job with it. <laughs> I'm so relieved. Who narrated the, the book? <laughs> uh, so it's got... The the book has a lot of point of view characters, and yeah. so it's got like many different narrators. But um, I want to say the main main one. Her, don't quote me on this. I want to say her name is Allison Johnson. I'm terrible with names, and I have completely blanked. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she's doing a great job. I hope I have her name right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listen to a good amount of audio books. What is? I've been curious. Like, what is the process? Are you involved with the process of recording this audio book? No, I I kind of wanted to be like I was hoping that I would be, but no, I'm I'm not famous enough for that. But uh, uh, yeah, no, they just they sent me a list of names and I said, uh, can I have a black person, please? And then they got me a black person for the narrator because uh, they tried to yeah. <laughs> think about it. It's cool. <laughs> so I'm assuming on that list they didn't have like the race next to their name at all. You're just like, I'm not going to check this list out. I just want a black person. Yeah, no, I, I checked the, I checked everybody out. I checked their accolades and I checked uh, for people who had um, 
like pieces up on YouTube uh, just to see if I liked them. I did. Okay. Nice. What do people put up on YouTube? Do they just put themselves reading things? Um, it's usually, sometimes, but it's usually interviews. Sometimes it's excerpts. So yeah, sometimes they're reading. Sometimes they're so good they're reading the phone book to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the reading highlight tape. It's J's for phenomenal. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the book was? Or what's it about? Yeah, so it's about um, a woman who's about to turn 40 and she moves back to Michigan, uh, where she's from. And she grew up as one of the few people of color in this really small farm village. And she moves back there with it. She moves in with her dad and she brings her two kids. She gets there and she finds that he has a live in girlfriend mm. who is a girl that she babysat in high school. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is right oh. as their neighbor has been arrested for just horrific crimes and she was one of the, the victims growing up. Oh. oh. Is this just, is this all fictional? Is it based on a story like a, like a jump? Was a story a jumping off point? What's up? Yeah, so I grew up as one of the few people of color in a really small Midwestern farm village. Um, and I was also um, a sexual assault survivor as a young child. Okay. Um, so a okay. little spoiler alert, that's the crime. But um, that's not like a big reveal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot based on um, my experiences growing up, but also just like kind of my memories and impressions of the town I grew up in, which I know are skewed by just having a terrible time in life at that point in my life but yeah so in the process of let's say going to post-production with this book did you have to clear any of your stories or talk to anybody that might get the wrong impression about a character that it was based off of or did you kind of just did you go so far away from the original that you know legally they can't do anything Oh yeah, no, it's it's all fictionalized. I worked very hard, okay. especially for people who might not come off looking so good to yeah. change those details. <laughs> okay, okay. I always wondered that because I'm like, man, I, I, would it, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure that the story, you know, the story is always good, uh, written in good intentions, but sometimes you have some pretty interestingly bad people in your life that mm -hmm. make characters, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think you do it out of spite. You're doing it because you're like, man, I really want to explore this. Um, but I never knew like how that process went. If you could just like let them not know and just, they just get landmined, <clears throat> you know, or do you get your team of lawyers to edit it or anything like that? So, I did borrow kind of heavily from an ex-boyfriend and I didn't change that much because he sucked and screw him. <laughs> yes. That's how I feel. Yes, and if you read you're like, that's a win for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, wow. Got to um, an ex-girlfriend and a boyfriend. Hey, Tandy. Um, yeah. Uh, your daughter um, has been telling me that you're writing a new book. Oh, Sharice. She just, she just likes to talk a lot. But yes, I am writing a book. And she also told me in this book that you put me as um, a horrible father. Yes, because you are. Snap. 
Well, um, I feel like this could be a, a, a launching pad for my career. So I was going to ask you if you can change some of the details to make me look really good for this new interview I'm going on for this job. You know, you know, books, everybody's listening to books. Everyone's reading books now. If they see my character in your book, you know, they might use that as a reference for my actual character. And I, 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 I think you should help me out, you know. You half want me to help you out? You want half on a baby. Do you want half of my daughter's life and your daughter's life to suck forever? Wow. I hadn't thought about that. I was really just using this as like a cathartic experience to work through my stuff. But I didn't me even too. think about what? How, you when, when, when she was telling me about how you were going through your process. Yeah. And all the stuff that I did to you back in the day. And I'm a changed man because of it. So I feel like you should put some of the changes in the book right now so that when I go on this interview, you know, I could bring the book to him and he can even read my character, give me a job, you know? Right, this, this, I've been waiting for this, for us to sit down and talk about what happened and especially with the background that you say you've changed, okay? So if we're Absolutely. gonna talk about these things, let's talk about these things, okay. Are these right. things going in the book? Yeah. Perfect. All of these things are going in the book, okay. So, I. I know your name is John, and I didn't change your name in the book at all, so the character's name is John. So John, there's a story that I wrote about the time when you were supposed to pick up our daughter, and I waited outside of McDonald's for seven hours because you asked me to meet you there, and you didn't show up, and we went back home, and then you called me the next day and said that you um, were you got caught up at someone's house and you just couldn't make it. And yeah, so I, I think you should leave that story in there because you know, the guy who's going to be interviewing me, I could use that as an example of when even I'm, how committed I am to a task that I won't even leave to go pick up my kid. If this job meant that much, you know, I had to get this deadline finished, you know, all the thing I ask is can you trim it down from six hours to like three hours, you know, it's not believable if it's six hours. Well, what about the part in there where you, when I found out that you were at your friend's house because y'all were fighting roosters in the backyard, and that's why you, it took you so long to, to come and pick? Well, you know, at the time, me and my friend decided to fight roosters because there was a low supply of rooster fights in the area. You know, it was a small farm town, and it wasn't too many of us that knew how to fight roosters. So we, we generated this really cool plan and ended up making like $500 that night. Right, and then the part also about when you called me the next day um, to tell me why you didn't pick her up, you asked me to borrow $1,000. I told you that was the last $1,000 I had. You said you'd give it right back to me because you made a lot of money fighting roosters and I still haven't been paid until this day. That's in the book. Yeah, well, I can't say anything about that. <laughs> we we cut to John uh, after the interview. Wait, okay. So you're telling me you want me to go tell my boss that this interview went well, but it didn't. This was a bad interview. It, it wasn't a bad interview. It was it was a, you misinterpreted the stories that I told you, and it might take a little bit more time for them to sink in. So all I'm doing is telling you, go ahead. And tell you see, it's it's funny you mentioned stories because I got. Your, your wife's book here. And I, was, I read it before the interview with some pretty egregious mm -hmm. stuff in this book. 
Well, you know, you got to have a guy on the team that keeps everybody on their feet, give them something to talk about. You know, work is pretty boring. You, gotta, you don't want a bunch of squares coming to the office. I suppose that's true. But also, before the interview started, you asked me to loan you $1,000. And we just met. You said you well, needed it for another interview. Well, hear, hear me out. You know, uh, you definitely have a job. You, you've probably been doing this for a few years. So I know you got it. And um, I, I'm just looking at it as a small investment in your new employee. You know, I'm going to flip that $1,000 at my next interview. I'm going to ask that guy for $2,000. How did that get me my... Th <laughs> Look... <laughs> Uh, I know that you think that you can kind of reason your way out of this sort of stuff, but I got to go tell the truth. I've got it all right here in the interview review document that I'm writing. All right. I have all the you, facts you, here. You don't know what the truth is, sir. You what don't do you mean what the truth is, you know, for a quarter of my life, I believed in Santa Claus and I'm sure you did too. A quarter of your life. How old are you? <laughs> 32, sir. 32 years old. You do the math, all right? This is a recruiting position. That's fair. That's fair. All I'm saying to you is that if the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, all those little things that my daughter keep bugging me about at night don't exist, then how do you know what the truth is? So get my dress. Cut to uh, his next interview. Okay, so um, this interview is not going very well so far. Um, I don't believe that. It, it's not. I mean, you you haven't really answered any of my questions. I've also I read. Have. You have? Okay. Yeah. But I've also read uh, your uh, ex-wife's uh, novel, which was which was wonderful. I read the uh, the the, uh, the novel. The last guy who interviewed you, he published it online just a few minutes ago, and I was able to. Skim through it before you walked in. Uh, some pretty damning stuff in there about you. Well, you know, um, the book is semi-autobiographical. As it says on the title, it doesn't mean everything in that book is real. They make me a very, you know, multi-layered character. I helped her write my character, by the way. Uh, okay. And I wanted to demonstrate my tenacity to just accomplishing stuff, you know? Like, you give me a job, I'm going to do it. Matter of fact, you know, if you give me two thousand dollars, oh, oh, there it is. Either I need help and see. My town named Wolfie, <clears throat> and he would he ran like the boys, a lot of the boys, black boys and girls uh, sports. Uh, teams that were private for the for the black kids in our town, but he was like one of those like super fast talking hustlers. Uh, you knew if he was a part of the project, somebody was getting ripped off in the process. <laughs> and, and every time he would get caught up, the, the person would be asking him like, "Where's my money, Wolfie?" He'd be like, "Man, I didn't pay you. How much money did I give you last time?" And they'd be like, "You gave me half my money, exactly." And then he would just leave, and then <laughs> he never answered the question for. It. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how you felt. Wow. But, um, so uh, your 
you say you grew up in a small, uh, small town. Um, how much of that had an influence on your writing? Ah, I think a lot. Uh, I didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot to do in a small town. So I, I wrote when I was a kid um, and I spent a lot of time by myself in my room um, painting and writing. And um, yeah, and I think I keep gravita gravitating towards these stories of small towns just because it's, it's, a, it's a world that I know best. Um, yeah. Mm. Do you have any? Go ahead. Was it a lifelong dream to write a book, or is it something that just kind of happened? It um, you know, it wasn't a lifelong dream. It was it was just something that I always did, mostly for my own brain. Um, and then I don't know, like when I started this novel, um, there were a lot of things in it that I wasn't ready to talk about right away and so I had to tell myself like I'm never going to publish this I'm just writing this for me I started in grad school I'm just publish or I'm just writing this for you know this class or um yeah so it wasn't really a lifelong dream okay oh. I, I was gonna ask uh I was born and raised in Houston uh which is kind of a big city and I've never really I, I've never really been drawn towards a small town they actually they actually kind of freaked me out a little bit. I was wondering, what if, what if I read this book, <laughs> would I change my views about small towns or <laughs> would it kind of affirm some of my suspicions? I think it, I, I mean, I don't know what your suspicions are, but I think it very well may <laughs> confirm them. Um, you know, there are aspects of living in a small town. I live in one again. Um, it's, a, it's a little bigger than the one I grew up in um, and a lot more progressive, but um the one I grew up in was just very I guess close-minded and, and very like um conformist I guess in a lot of ways um and and then of course there's like especially going from Houston which is um touted as the most diverse city in the country um versus where I live now where the I think the African-American population is 0.4 percent I know I looked it up before I moved here and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I, I guess we have Amazon now so I can still buy my hair care products. But um, when I was growing up, that was hard. In What's a that? small town, it's 0.4% in a small yeah. town. It's like a yeah, yeah. black dude. There's like five of us. And I saw them all at the grocery store one night. I was like, my people. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. Yeah, it's like, you got any black people in town? Oh, you, you mean uh, Jerry. Yeah, we got, we got Jerry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got a new job, though, in a couple months. Damn, Amazon. <clears throat> That's crazy. We cut to a town hall meeting. Everybody settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down, all right? Uh, so glad that you all could come here to... to uh, to the town hall meeting. Um, you, as you can tell, we've uh, fixed up our living room. So, uh, you know, there are more chairs. Nobody has to stand up this time. You guys can uh, have a seat. Um, sit on the plastic. Yeah, just uh, sit on the plastic. Next time you come, we'll, we'll have it fully broken in. But, okay. uh, I, I don't want to sit on the, the bar stool. I want to sit on the couch. It, whatever, I mean, there, there's plenty of space, you know, we. Dimitri, can you move so I can sit on the couch? I like to lie down. Come on, guys. There's just 12 of us here. This is the town hall meeting. The whole town is here. 
We know each other. We we still can't get along. We're still fighting about space. I'm stuck to the plastic. That's supposed to happen. Oh, listen, I call this meeting because the federal government is offering money to help diversify small towns in the country. Okay? Like reparations? No. For what? What are we getting reparations? No. Sam, it sounds like reparations to me. Sam, be quiet. I'm just, just come on now. Like we need to paint the buildings a bunch of colors? No, no, people. They're talking about bringing in new people to towns. If we- I don't want more people. For I don't really this. like new people. I want more money. It's enough of us right now. It's five of us. The money <laughs> is- Enough connected. for us to split, right? No. Evenly. The money is connected to the people. If we don't allow new people to come into our town, then we get no money. And and Amici, you you want you want another uh you want to you want to put another gazebo in the back of your house, don't you? You want a little extra money for that? I do, but I don't want to share the couch in these meetings. If, uh, more if there's more people, you're gonna have to start sharing the couch, Amici. I don't wanna. That is not negotiable. You can't, you can't if we get more money. Couch. If we get more money, I'll buy another couch. I mean, everybody can, well, everybody won't have a couch at my house. It's not that big, but I can get another couch, guys. Come on. I got a question. I got a question. Go ahead. Can we hand select the people we want? Now, thank you for getting on board with me. Can we bring in Matthew McConaughey? I like Matthew McConaughey. He's not on the list. He's he not might bring in a new Lincoln dealership in this town. Yeah, I just saw the Lincoln lawyer the other night. It's good. Really good. It's he no got that Lincoln thing down packed. Lincoln thing. You don't need a dealership. It's just a few. Come, come. Hey, guys, listen. I, yes, I think it's a good idea if we get a chance to interview the people who want to be a part of this town. No, I don't believe any superstars are moving here, and I don't think we're going to get a dealership. But if I can get everybody's buy-in, then I'll send a message back to the federal government and tell them that we're willing. We're willing to take in new people to help grow our small town, to diversify. Now, how do we know that these new people won't be bringing trouble? That's true. Like bad movies and stuff. Yeah, I know all of you. I kind of like most of you, but I don't know them. And so I'm worried I mean, to bring in trouble. But that's the part, that's, I think that- Yeah, y'all remember when Amiti showed up. Oh yeah. Never let Let's the not couch go. I would Let's always film his couch before he came here. Before he showed up 20 years ago, I was sitting on this couch. And the couch right there didn't have no plastic. I've been sitting on plastic ever since he showed up. You remember he spilled wine the one time I said I wasn't going to sacrifice my couches again, so plastic everywhere. And let's not go back to the time when we didn't trust Amici because it took us a while to get over that hurdle. All right, Amici, you're welcome here. Just That's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Am I welcome, guys? Yes. Yes. 20 years. Hey, get your feet off the couch, though. I mean, you that, that's the one thing I ask is that if you lay down, you know, either take your shoes off and lay down, or if you're going to keep your shoes on, you can't put your feet on the couch. That's that's the one. No, no, thing. They're covered in plastic. But it, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't look right. Okay. Just. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, 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 Thanks. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll sign on to new people coming into this town okay. if Amici never lies on this couch again. I'll interview 
and sign on to the people also. If they give us a Lincoln dealership, <laughs> let Matthew McConaughey do all the commercials. I think that's a good deal. No, it's not, it's not even, get, guys, you, 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 you busting my chain here, all right? You can't give us Matthew McConaughey? I can't, what are we doing here then? I can't promise that. I can't promise any of that. Listen, the only thing I have, I've got a, a, a note here that says that they've got a family. It's a two-person family, man and a Barely woman. Barely a family at all. I've got that a couple, not a family. Yeah, it's they're really a family. They're a family. Is they're it a grandma and a kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please, guys, let me let me just just get this. We, we are being a little difficult. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> Getting like we're gonna have to start yeah, having these town hall meetings in a neutral space. All right, Amici, get that gazebo together, and yeah, maybe we can start meeting out there because my living room just can't take it. You guys bring a lot of stress into my home. My wife can't even make great chili because of you guys. You know, she's all worried and pent up. But anyway. You um, know, we haven't trusted her since you married her. And seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort, of, that's sort of one of the things that gets me about a town hall is like, if you're new there, everyone knows it like immediately. <laughs> it's a new guy. Guy. Yeah, that's new guy. That. And they all like me, Muggy, if you got a question. Ah. <laughs> at least I mean people that have questions at the end of the town halls. <clears throat> uh, Jenny, are there things you uh, miss about Houston? I do. I miss um, the community mostly and the restaurants uh, and winters. I miss Houston winters. Really? <laughs> Winter. What about the winters? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> in Michigan, it's uh, it was I think in November it was negative seven. It got Ugh. like stupid cold. Like my car wouldn't start. Like I have, it's kind of old, but it's not that old. And it just was like, no, nah, not going today. Oh, it's too cold. It was yeah, it was too cold. And like that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I just miss like seeing green in the winter. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a real winter. Seven in November. But you bring up a really good point because I do believe cars speak. And I believe that cars are sentient in their own way, especially with other cars. Um, if you ever like park your, like if your car is working well and you park it next to a car that's not working and then all of a sudden like something starts going on with your car, that's happened to me before. So. Like, I, I believe cars do that. I, I believe a lot of appliances, things that we rely on heavily, I believe that, that they have that. So I can, I, I was totally feeling and getting behind a car that just said, nope. Do you, do you think that the car that's not working talks the other car into not yep. working? What, yep. what is the relationship here? I think, I, you know, he could, the car that's working pulls up next to the car that's not. And he's all happy, and the, the car that's not working is like, you know, you're working too hard. He's like, what? I'm supposed to go. I'm a car. And the car that's not working is like, no, you're not. You can take a break. You don't have to go nowhere. And so the car that's working is like, I have that choice? He's like, yeah. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I'm, I've, I've been, I've, I haven't been working for a week, right? I'm just taking a vacation. 
I ain't going nowhere, but I'm just not working. And so it empowers the car that's working to say, hey, I can make different choices. I'm just, look, you believe what you want to believe, and all that. I believe cars talk to each other. I don't know. I, I, I feel it. I just, I, I do. <laughs> well, I remember that. What was that, that, that flu that was going around that kept setting all the cars on fire? <laughs> that was like last, last summer in Houston. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted to make that point. We didn't talk about something else. But I just, um, yeah, when, when the car said, nope, I felt that. That was, felt like I did We cut to uh, two cars on the street. Hey, wake up. What? Damn. Look, hey. you got some blue oil under your, under your stomach, man. And I go today. No, I, I got a, I got another hour and then another hour of sleep. And then, you know, I got, I got, I got to take, take the old man to work. No, man, you can't take that old man to work, man. You got some blue stuff under your stomach that's coming from your, coming from your, your, your engine or something, man. It's, I don't it's, think it's going to work. Out there, I might not ever get to see you again. You, you think I'll, I'll leave and never come back? That's, last time I saw a car that had that under the car, I never saw it again. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. You know, I'm, only, I'm only three or four years old. Um, Listen, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Okay. Others of us, they really ain't shit, man. Look, I'm going to prove it to you. When old man comes and gets in your car, when he sees that light come on and lets him know that your oil is leaking, see if he does anything about it or if he ignores it. He cares about me, okay? He's going to do something. He doesn't care about you. I'm telling you. How many times he left you on eat, huh? How many times he spilled Taco Bell in? Hmm? He cleans it up? Eventually, yeah. You can never clean Taco Bell up, ever. My dad <laughs> taught me that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, don't trust him. Keep your doors closed. Don't let him in. This might be the last day of your life. Okay, keep him out. Got it. You made some really good points, man. How'd you get so wise? You said it again? How'd you get so wise? You, you make, make a lot of really good points. Oh, you know, my driver watches a lot of flat earth and conspiracy theories on YouTube. Just audio books them all day. I just feed up and all that information, man. You know, if we keep driving this way, we'll just fall off the earth. What? Hey, Tandy, get your broken down car out of the driveway. Gotta go to work. Uh... All right. All right. Yeah, man, don't let him do it, man. I, he, he looks like somebody you don't want to mess with. Look at That's him. weird. The door's locked. That's a, the key's not working. The battery's dead. Hey, Teddy, do you have uh, the other spare key yeah. to, the, to the Ford out here? Look, all right, I'll come get it. Okay, I did it. I didn't let him in. So Good job. Good job. Hold tight, brother. That was good. That was good. Okay, uh, you've been parked there for a while now. How long have you been? About a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, you, and you haven't, you haven't left? You, you have no desire to go anywhere? No, you know, my driver, sometimes he, he just binge watches those videos in his house for weeks at a time. I might see him today. I might see him a couple of weeks later. It's okay. all good, man. Because, you know, with, with cars, my, my whole purpose is like, you know, point A to point B, point B back to point A. 
Nah, man, you talking that Henry Ford stuff, man. Look, our job today is to look good on the side of the street. You know, you want people to take photos of us, you know, have the leaves in the fall fall on us so we can get in all the Instagram stories, man. We're major now, man. We're not just a bunch of boxers riding around on a bunch of wheels. We're a lifestyle. Look at me. I know I got a bunch of bird doodle on my windshield, but it's texture. Texture. Mm-hmm. All right, I got the spare key. Here you go. I'll try it again. Thanks. You get in there. Hold tight, brother. Hold tight. I don't know where you're going. You keep going somewhere, you're going to mess around and drive off the, the face of the earth. That's why I leave mine parked. That is here. not how the, the earth is round. How many times do I have to tell you? Are you don't be serious? saying this in the front yard. Your neighbors can hear us. Are you serious right now? Okay, listen. I, and you know what? You got YouTube just like I do, all right? I don't want to have to keep educating you. Go ahead and educate yourself, man. Read about it. Listen to it. I got to get to work now. I got a presentation today. I'll do that later if I'm feeling crazy. Hey, man, you should, you should fart some, some of that black smoke on him so he can't go to work. He'll never go to work if, that, if you fart on him. I mean, I'm, I'm right here, man, if you need me. Okay. Uh, you you want to help me out? We can do it together? I know oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you asked. I've been waiting. Okay, great. <laughs> One, two... Three. Whoa! Hey, hey. I, my, hey, man, what'd you do? I just gave you the spare key. What are you doing to my car? What I didn't do anything to your car. You haven't even touched your car in weeks. I know I haven't. That's what I'm saying. So why is it spewing out black stuff? It's, it's following your car. I think it's following your car. No, man. My car's been car. good to me. I show a lot of love to this car. It wouldn't do that to me. I, well, why wouldn't there's nothing wrong with me and my car? We got a great relationship. Have All you right, ever taken it to the mechanic? For what? For that? <laughs> what it just did? I don't know what that means, man. Listen, cars are, yeah, they're here to get you from A to B. But once I found out that the earth was flat, I was like, no more. All right. I'm just walking in, in, a, in a circle just around this house. That's as far as I go. I don't need that car to do anything except sit there and look nice. Yeah, right. you, well, you're you're lucky you work from home. I still got to go to an office, and now I got to change. I got smuts all over my shirt. I'll be back. All right. Hey man, I was I was, I was thinking, you know, he, he he is he is really good to me. You know, he tells me all his secrets. Um, we sing together sometimes on our rides. You know, I don't I don't have that kind of relationship with anybody anybody else. Maybe I should take him to work. Oh. I can't stop you from doing anything. But all I know is if you keep driving down the street, you and your job might fall off the end of the earth, man. What are you gonna he say? He said that wasn't true, you know? What does he know? What does he know? I don't know, but I feel like I should trust him. All right, Ford, you ready to go? Yep. Let's, oh, it opened. All right. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, thanks for the key, Tandy. Uh, no problem. Out of here. Good hey, Ford, luck. You want come back? You want to take a? I know, I know. I have the presentation, but you want to take a more scenic route, maybe a long way. Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they drive off, and drive off the end of the earth. <laughs> Bing. Flash, baby. You know it's gonna end there. Uh, speaking of talking cars, 
One thing we'd like to hear about are um, popular opinions, controversial opinions. I was wondering, Jenny, if there was any that you hold that you wouldn't mind sharing and discussing. Trust me, this is a safe yes. place. We just we just want to <coughs> learn. Okay, this is my opinion. Don't judge. I liked the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> ah, I liked. I it. liked it. <laughs> okay, well, I've only seen. Opinion, I like <laughs> I've only seen up to like season four like midway so i have no opinion on this i'll let well, you guys with more context speak did uh did anyone watch the in tandy or michi yeah no I, I didn't watch okay because i was gonna say what like I, I didn't see the end either but i knew like fans are like split so i wanted to get like what is the context of why yeah. they did not like it versus why you think what it is the split I mean, so I nobody will tell me. Like, I've asked people, and they're just like, I didn't like it. And then I heard once on a television show, someone said that they didn't like it because um, the main female character went crazy. And, like, they were like, oh, can't we have a strong woman who doesn't mm. crack under pressure? And, like, I don't think that's it. I think, like, first of all, she had these dragons, and, like, she wasn't going to use them. And then second of all, like she had a family history of insanity, so it made sense. And also dragons. So uh, man. <laughs> I was you don't keep your composure with dragons. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So people feel like they were kind of harking on uh, a stereotype about females under pressure, and that's why they didn't like it. Yeah, that's the only argument that I that anybody has ever, and that was on a TV show. Like nobody will personally tell me why they didn't like it they were just like i don't, have, I don't I, like it i don't have uh, time for you now <laughs> yeah i i didn't think it was great i didn't think it was like terrible i felt it was almost like they rushed it oh yeah um, uh almost like they were like oh let's just end the show now so we can go do other things uh which was my kind of issue like uh like stuff started happening out of nowhere and it's like really it ended like a lot i think quicker than it should have like some of the stuff was like Let's just tie everything up and end the show. That was kind of my issue with it. Yeah, Rather that's than like, fair. Uh, playing things out properly and saying, you know, things that have been set up weren't really paid off. Um, you know, um, yeah, like things that have been set up were paid off in, in ways that sh maybe sh uh, weren't satisfying to people. I could see that. I could see that. I still, like, I was watching like, uh, the you know, uh, Yeah, like... Uh, the Night King. We have all the stuff with Jon Snow and the Night King, and then they don't fight, and somebody else kills him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, why? <laughs> so but Arya like that kills him, like, so it was perfect. Huh? Yeah, but yeah, Arya but, but it, it was, yeah, I don't know, like, things were set up that weren't really paid off. That, yeah. that was my, yeah. You agree with that, Jenny? I'd, I'd buy that i'd buy that but also like i feel like television shows oftentimes are just like they're canceled at the last minute and then the writers have to scurry and like figure out how to end it or or i'm thinking of like um Battlestar Battlestar galactica that i swear to god like they the writers were done the second to last season they ended it they were like sweet we're done and then i think the network was like no you're not done you're gonna do another season and they're like no we're not and they're like yeah you are here's your contract mm. and then the writers were like fine but you'll be sorry 
Like I feel like yeah, those I are know, the I feel like Game of Thrones ended so much better. I heard I heard a similar thing if we're going a little bit further. Uh, it might have been around the same time, but Twin Peaks. That was a. There were two seasons. First season I enjoyed. I actually liked it. And and the second season was garbage in my yeah. opinion. And from what I hear, it's because David Lynch didn't want to do the second season. First season was so successful. They're like, you got to do it again, Dave. You got to get that money for us. And so he put it out a bunch of crap. And, and then he, he was, put out a terrible man, movie. Self-sabotage. That's just like, <clears throat> I don't know. Mm. To get into a little bit of spoilers, are there any shows that you guys have where like the ending just disappointed you so much? Like it, <laughs> I know that some people hold some shows because they enjoyed it so much for so long and then the ending was very unsatisfying. I uh, the Wayne's brothers. <laughs> How did it end? In the middle of like the fifth season. They just cut it off the air. Oh, it just didn't have an ending. It just it didn't have an official yeah. ending. They never got an ending. Remember when they made a scary movie? They made fun of it. They just never ended the show. They just took it off the air. <clears throat> Um, realistically though um, I did not like how they ended yeah I try to keep the journey more important than the ending mindset so even if an ending isn't fully satisfied I try like it was a fun journey it was, it was a fun journey, you know. Yeah, and you know, even with Game of Thrones, if you do all the expected things, is that fun? Um, if, if uh, you know, especially uh, if it takes like a year or two years for people to just keep talking about how they think things are going to go and what everyone thinks, I think it's going to complain. So I think people are going to complain no matter what. Uh, how, no matter how Game of Thrones ended, people are going to complain about it um, because everyone had talked about all the different possibilities because there was like a two-year gap between the second last season and the last season. So, you know, you have all that time. Uh, you're going to think of every theory and every possibility and, you know, have all kinds of discussions. So it's hard to, yes, it's hard to end a show like that that, you know, has so much kind of mystique yeah. built around it. I, I agree. I, I didn't watch it, <clears throat> but my mindset, my impression so far is, it probably takes a great deal of skill, time, and like finesse to land a ship like that with all of those characters and all of that conflict. <clears throat> so for them to be able to just have a final show and try to attempt to, you know, satisfy that to me, without seeing it, I kind of gave credit um, because, <clears throat> you know, like you don't have so many Breaking Bads, you know, like it, it's it's like you said, it's not very easy to tie all of those loose ends without ruining maybe integrity of a character or you know something you've been building for a while um but uh like the boondocks that was another one i didn't like how that ended because it never really ended um i heard seinfeld people a lot of people didn't like how seinfeld ended see i like the ending of seinfeld <clears throat> me too yeah yeah. The, yeah i people argue that they should have never ended that's the argument. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't like that they stopped, you know. And that might be the issue too. Is like people don't like change. You give them something and then you abruptly stopped. Yeah. Now they can't get excited for it anymore, and they want somebody to blame. Oh, 
good one, Chappelle show. Oh yeah, right? horrible. That that hurt. That hurt. I mean, uh, you know, he didn't show up for the next season, and they had the whole uh, was it Donald Rawlings and um, lost tapes shows. Yeah, the, yeah, those. And I, those are still funny too. They are. They are. But mm -hmm. it was just so. You know, you didn't. You never got a chance to say goodbye to the main character. You never got that. Oh, you know, he takes his final bow, and now you're satisfied, or whatever it is. It's like you know, he just died. Like something just happened. I mean, we see him again, of course, uh, but for the show, no, I'm just just gone. That hurt. <clears throat> yeah. Sopranos was also. Uh, I mean, it, it, there was just so much throughout the season, so. The end was just too quiet, I guess, for <laughs> all, of the, all of the drama and all of the, the stuff that was going on, you know, just to end with them at dinner. And then, like, we assume something terrible happens. But, you know, we never, it's kind of like, uh, what's the name of that, the movie? Uh, where the kid, the people take the video camera and they're in the woods and- Oh, Blair Witch? Blair Witch, Blair Witch. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Blair Witch, right? We just we just assume this thing happens. We never see the bad guy. We never see the boogeyman. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. We cut to a couple at dinner. So I guess it's fair to assume that we're breaking up. I mean, I gotta be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought it'd be bigger than this. I thought there'd be more fireworks, more yelling i th thought it'd at least be a reason it, se it seems too quiet oh you're talking to me yes oh. i'm talking to you yeah i'm sorry i was just i was off in another world yeah well i mean you know sometimes things aren't as uh, i don't know they're not as uh as big you know as, as but know. our relationship was so big. Wasn't we were it? fighting and we were throwing dishes and oh, and yeah. waking up the neighbors and and how many times do we go to jail, right? You three, me two, so many. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you would think that the the end would be more explosive than mm -hmm. the actual action, but no. Not a steakhouse dinner. Not yeah. glasses of wine on the table. Why don't you? Why don't you take that glass of wine and throw it in my face? Just, just to end it. I kind of don't want to. You know. Yeah, it's wanna, kind of expected at this point. Yeah, exactly. I want to do something different. I want to change, change it up. You know. As a matter of fact, I'm paying for dinner tonight. You're gonna All, pay for dinner? Already taken care of. See, and that was something we would fight about a whole bunch. I, I don't even feel like doing it tonight. But I know. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Uh -huh. We got a lot of friends and families who's been watching our relationship. You know, they've been with us through the ups and downs. They're going to be expecting something here. What are we going to tell them? I feel like we're uh -huh. going to let them down if we just end it like this. Gosh, you know, you're right. My mother is, uh, you know, she she'd be like, I've got congestive heart failure for nothing. I mean, you know, you put me through so much throughout the past five years and now you just tell me it ends. I've been hospitalized so many times because of all the stuff you've gone through. We cut to the hospital, baby. Yes, mama. 
They told me I put up a heck of a fight. Oh, I'm so glad you leave. Days, and I told them it was worth every minute. Yeah. I was with her old bag of shit. And she needed her mama to be here for because yeah. I, she, you know, so, so tell me what you going to do to him, baby? Uh-oh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a bottle of wine and I'm gonna break it over the top of his head, mama. Oh, I'm getting weaker by the minute, baby. Keep talking. And then, mama, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the car and I'm gonna back, back it up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him. And then I'm gonna pull forward quickly just to make sure he's not dead. And if he's not dead, then I'm gonna back up again and I'm gonna hit him. You know, you do that one more time for mama, okay? Okay. I didn't suffer all this for you to let him off the hook. I won't, mama. I'll, I'm going to give him the worst I got. All right. I love you, baby. Love you, too, mama. You stay strong. You better not come back to the hospital with no blood on your pants. Okay. I, I, I won't. I'll make sure he's the one that's the uh, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. Her. I'm your mom's doctor. Um, oh. I've seen you in here with your... You know, with your boyfriend, I guess soon to be ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Huh? What? Um, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You're gonna run him over in your car. Uh, you haven't said any of that up in your relationship before this moment, so that you know that's kind of out of nowhere. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You you wanna you know set up what you're gonna do to him, like you know, so it's like foreshadowed in some way, so that when it happens, people are like, oh, we should have seen it coming. Yeah, I think you should you should pour some wine on his pants before you get blood on yours. That could foreshadow the whole thing. Oh, okay. I see what you like. Make the story more, I don't know, kind of believable. Because if you yes. just jump out and do something, it's like, where'd that come from? I got it now. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll build up to it. Hey, I'm I, I work the desk. I've I've taken a lot of your calls when you guys have checked into the hospital because of your disputes. Uh, earlier, a few months ago, you guys had a son, but we hadn't seen him in months. Yeah, what's up? I feel with like, that? Yeah, what happened with the son? Oh, Jeremy. Oh, wow. Well, he 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 went. My sister didn't like the volatile um, situation that he was living in, so she offered. Um, Oh, uh, just gave him the chance to went off to a family member. Really? That's what we're gonna yeah. do? Okay. Yeah, well, right. I mean, I was looking at. No one's gonna believe that, baby. No one's gonna believe that. Oh, I mean, no. people just don't put the same effort into a relationship that they used to, you know. Listen, I've been I've been eating so much bacon so that my heart attack can come quicker. It just makes it a more fruitful store. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I guess. You've been doing more. I need to do more. I gotta have more explanations, and I've gotta, I've gotta put the effort in. I'm okay. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, all right. I will put more of an effort in to the relationship, and I'll build up the storyline so that it makes sense and there's some continuity. We come back to dinner. You want to go for another couple of months? I'm yeah. already done. I was finished. No, no, no. Wait. I, I know you thought so. But I mean, there are a lot of people who are um, following us and, you know, they want to know that it didn't just end with a steak dinner and, you know, a bill paid and we just shake hands and, and, and move on. I mean, there's Jeremy, for gosh sake. Oh, They're Jeremy, not... I forgot about him. Yeah, see? Oh, we can start there. We I have just feel like it's forced now, right? Uh -huh. We're just listening to what they're saying and doing that. I feel like it needs to be organic, but... It, uh... We can, I mean, we can um, 
we can come up with some other ideas. We can, it, it, we don't have to, let, let, let's storyboard it, okay? I brought and scene. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, storyboard a relationship. Yep, plan it out. <clears throat> so I've, did you, uh, did you feel like we're talking about ending of stories? Did you feel rushed or put upon to like, you know, finish it? Or did you have all the time you needed? Do you feel like you did your best and, well, not your best, but like you create, you wrote the story you wanted to put out or do you feel there were like some, some outside pressure or something else dictating? Um, see, my, my voice always goes high when I'm about to lie. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, uh, there were definitely some some people in my life who didn't want me to talk about certain things, um, and so it was a lot of like convincing myself that it was okay. Um, but yeah, by the time I I went out, um, you know, looking for an agent with it, um, yeah, I felt pretty good about what I the story that I told and the yeah the way that I had told it, and then everything changed during edits. <laughs> okay, so. It was it you it was already finished and then you presented it for okay yeah so it wasn't like a come on chop chop we need to know what happens to this girl in the small town now what's 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 going on what's no and I don't know how writers do that and like sell a book before they've written it like that would I no <laughs> I could not <laughs> well you have an agent now right so I guess you would just work with the agent and keep writing things. Right? Yeah, but like the the writing on a deadline or like, uh, oh, that would no, that would kill me. And I'm a uh, slow writer. I'm a slow writer. Do you have other writing practices? Do you keep like a journal or you write short stories and blog um, posts? I have copy? just like notebooks that I write whatever comes to mind. So sometimes it's more like journals, and sometimes it's stories, and sometimes it's terrible poetry that nobody ever should read. Um, <laughs> Can you read one for us right now? No. Oh. <laughs> Do you say terrible? You mean like it's like you're you're doing like a stream of conscious and you're putting it out, or you're like you're just not that good at it yet? Yeah, both. <laughs> you don't know. You might have some gold under there. I I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Like a lot of it's no. <laughs> just shut that down. <laughs> We we cut to a, a couple. Tandy, I I know you want to release this book, and I actually don't have a problem with how I'm portrayed in it, but it's not a good book. I don't think anybody should read it just because it's poorly written. Why? Just being honest. Well, I guess I needed that feedback. Like I need a hole in my head. Who says that it's poorly written? You, the guy who doesn't care about me anyway? You think I'm gonna believe what you have to say? <laughs> nope, I'm going with my book. I got a meeting with my agent this evening, 6.30 p.m., bringing the book. Agent's gonna read it, agent's gonna love it. We cut the tiny with her agent. Okay, Tandy, uh, most yeah. of this book is just you telling your, your husband off for not, believe, not thinking your book was any good. What? Yeah, did you make fun of him? The, I mean, like, there's... 
There's a lot of gold in there. There's, are you, are you really, you don't like it? I mean, it's not as good as your, you know, your first couple of books. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Well, my first couple of books was the struggle, you know, the inner turmoil of getting the strength to break away. And now that I'm strong, I'm a strong woman, and all I want to do is just tell him off. So 295 pages of me telling him off should be great work. I love it. Okay. Um, you know, I'm so sure that the rest of America will, you know, feel as strongly about it as, as you know, may, maybe, maybe you do. Well, just publish it, okay? This, he was giving me flack, and now you're a naysayer. I did well with my first book, all right? It went to the top of the, the small town Picayune uh, uh, bestseller list. Right. So go ahead and put this book out. This is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. They're going to love it here. They, we, we know one another. Just we cut to a town hall meeting. All right, everybody, quiet down, quiet down. Uh, now that we're meeting in my house. There's one thing we need to talk about. Uh-huh. Tandy's book just came out. You notice she's not here because I right. wanted to discuss. I want us to speak honestly. I don't Ooh. like how she portrayed the town. How do we feel here? She didn't even get our book uh, list correct. Couldn't even pronounce it. Yeah, the, the picky uni top of the charts list. Yes. Yeah, well, that's trust you. Well, Amici came up with that name. I mean, that was back when we didn't like him. But I, you I know, the town. I think he I named it that because he did, we didn't like him. Yeah, right, I think so. But we we voted not to change it. Amici, sit on the couch properly. This is I not to lie down. <sighs> this is my house now. You can't be lying down. I'm like, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Look, you we, see we the need to figure. Antoine, you see, fine, no, no good. But I'm glad we're having it here at your house. Go on. We just, we just need to figure out what we're going to do about this book, all right? We got to shut it down. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to the grocery store and just buy all the copies. She only ran 15. I mean, there are only 15 books. Um, I'm, I'm going to just buy all the copies. I think so they'll put it at the top of the chart. Put so it at the send message. Well, what kind of message do you want to send? I mean, if fine. All right. But okay. That's the only idea I have. What else can we do? I have an idea. Maybe we should get her ex-boyfriend to write a book about her, and he can make our town look really cool in the book. Oh yeah! I like the sound of that. I like that. That 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 dude's pretty brainy. He really knows how to flip money, man. He's made a lot. We so. cut to the town hall meeting. The guy at dinner. Uh, you want me to write a book? I don't. I'm kind of over the relationship. Well, that's not how we see it. We see that she's still hitting you pretty hard in this book, opening that door back up. You don't want this whole town to look at you as a picky uni wimp. You know, I feel like if we feed into the views of others, we're really just going to go down a very predictable and cliche route. I'd rather just sit here in the steakhouse and drink this wine. Well, how about you? We just leave you a little piece of paper right here in this pen and whatever random thoughts come to mind that aren't going to be typical, we go ahead and put them down on this piece of paper, you know? Okay, that's interesting. See what happens, you know? I saw, I saw you guys outside of the, uh, the police station at least three times um, last month. And, um, you know, one of those times she was choking you, hands just mm -hmm. 
tightly around your your throat. I mean, that's use that for inspiration. Yeah, yeah, inspiration, man. Kind of story from that. And he takes the the paper and the pen, and he gets his car, and he drives to the edge of the earth, and he sits there on the hood. (laughs) How does this sound, car? Our relationship was tumultuous. Is that how you spell it? Do you not spell tumultuous? I I don't have a dictionary. No. I don't know what you saw a lot of our relationship. What what did you think, Carr? Yeah, um, you know, it it had its ups and downs. It had its start, um, but it felt like it, you know, kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Scene. <laughs> like the car. That is the can't tell us nothing show. Everybody, <laughs> thank you for listening, and thank you, Jenny, for for being our special guest. Let the people know, yeah, let the people know where they can find you and where you can find the book and and anything else that would delight them. Yeah, so uh, my website is just JennyMcFarland.com and there's a link to where you can buy the book up there um, and also uh, uh, all of the interviews that I've done, uh, I I put up there as well. So yeah, Mm -hmm. just go over to JennyMcFarland.com. What type of interviews are they? <clears throat> um, it's mostly like uh, I did like Black Detroit, the magazine. I did um, I did an NPR one for local NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of podcasts, things like that. Awesome. Awesome. Go check that out, people. And what was the name of the book one more time? The House of Deep Water. Fantastic. Go grab the book. Go grab the audio book. Go grab the ebook. And uh, if you want to check out more of what we do, we can't tell us nothing. You can find us online at CTUN Improv. That's C-T-U-N Improv. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's YouTube. Go check that out. You'll find this video there. You'll find our audio on Mockingbird. Uh, you also find it on Spotify and iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And on 92KLZ every Wednesday at 7. So check all that. Let's play us out. And Dandy, anything we learned today? Uh, 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 <laughs> Put you yeah, on the Mi- spot. Michigan, yeah, Michigan, uh, Michigan summers. They they sound cool. <laughs> John, anything we learned today? <laughs> um, that I mean, you you can't try to please people with the ending. You just gotta try to do the best you can, I guess. Michi, what about you? Um, write down my poem. And for me, I was right about small towns. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. We are out.